Welcome to an episode of Love Me, the podcast. I am your host, Hannah Tittle, and this is my self-love journey. I believe that loving yourself should be easy. It should be second nature, but I know firsthand that it isn't. Together on this podcast, or better yet, on this journey, we will be learning about what self-love really means, what it means to different women of different ages and in different stages in their lives, and we'll be learning what we can do to make it easy, to make it so that it is second nature. Each episode, I will be having conversations with badass women, with coaches, gurus, and mentors, and together with their help, we can learn how and what we can do to make loving ourselves effortless, and best of all, to make it so that we truly, authentically love ourselves. Hello, hello. This is episode number seven. I just want to take a quick moment to share a little story that I thought was quite special. Um, A couple days ago, I had a phone call with a friend of mine who lives in the UK and we haven't spoken like properly on the phone for months. So it was a good, you know, hour and a half or so conversation of just catching up on every aspect of life. And uh, she asked me how I was. And I realized as I was saying it, and I'm pretty sure she could tell by the smile on my face because it was FaceTime. I 1000% wholeheartedly, honestly said that I was extremely happy. And it's true. I am living in a very beautiful place right now. I feel strong and excited about the future. And I'm proud of myself for the things that I've accomplished the last few months and the vulnerability that I've exposed. And I'm grateful for the incredible amount of support from all of you and from strangers and from my family and my friends. I feel physically fantastic as I'm finally starting to put a lot more effort into uh, exercise and being far more conscious of the way I eat and I'm developing a much better relationship with food and I'm journaling more, I'm taking more time for myself, I'm saying no to the things I do not want to do and I'm trying to see my friends and my family as much as I can but also thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying my time alone and I just feel absolutely incredible and I owe a lot of that to all of you guys for your support and your friendships and your love and so thank you, thank you, thank you as always. Um, and I just hope that whether it's through some of the messages that you hear here <laughs> or if it's whatever you might be doing to change or benefiting your life or whatever, I'm just sending you all of the joy and the peace and the happiness that I can send you because I truly, truly wish this feeling on everyone around me. Um, or everyone, period, I guess. Today's episode hopefully should continue to inspire and hopefully bring in even more joy to some of your lives. Um, I'm talking to a really, really beautiful soul. Her name is Eloise Pascal, and she is in Perth, Australia. Uh, She's my first long distance chat. Um, Well, that long distance anyway, actually, everybody has been in the States, so relatively long distance. And she is an overall um, inspirational badass, if you ask me, Um, especially to me personally, because she promotes a lot of things that I can really, really relate to because a lot of her, her message and her approach is based off of 
mental health awareness and body positivity. And there's no surprise to anybody that's listened to any other episodes to know that I myself suffered from depression for a long time. And in that time, I gained a ton of weight, which I'm still currently struggling with or struggling to accept or to lose the weight even. So it was really, really wonderful for me on a personal level to be able to speak to somebody that I related to so much about these topics. Uh, and I know that I'm not alone. I know that the you know, the two of us are not the only people out there suffering from these things. So I'm excited to share this with anybody that might be feeling the same way or has already gone through the same thing and they can relate. We just really discuss a number of different ways to shift your mindset and go from and she reminds us the importance of seeking inner happiness instead of seeking skinny. And I think that that's a really, really positive message to remember. It's easier said than done, absolutely. But so often weight gain is associated with so much more than just weight gain. You know, it's health issues that need to be addressed or it's mental health issues that are causing you to want to eat more or whatever it may be that, and it's important to remember that those things need addressing too, not just the diet and exercise, which of course are a major part of it. Eloise goes into her whole background for you in this conversation, so you get to get a really beautiful idea of how far she's come and where she is in her life, and now she is an entrepreneur and a coach and a motivational speaker and a major mental health advocate, and she's it's her goal to just inspire other women to know that they have the ability to change and to be happy, and it's really, and of course, she's spreading the message to seek inner happiness and acceptance, which I just think is really, really beautiful. And again, for me personally, has been, you know, exactly what I've been after. As always, I'm super excited to share this conversation with all of you, and I hope it's the inspiration you may need to seek your inner happiness if you're not quite there already. So without further ado, here is my chat with Eloise Pascal. Thank you so, so much for joining me. I'm super excited to be speaking to you and to have you on here. And I'm so grateful that you are willing to do this with me. So thank you. No worries at all. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. My pleasure. So um, I'd love, I just genuinely would love to learn more about you, first of all. Um, I mean, I think you have so much to offer in the terms of what I can learn from you and what anyone listening might be able to learn from you. Looking at your Instagram and, and, you know, like understanding who you are, I'd love to know kind of what led you here because I can see that you are like a wide, you cover a wide range of things, you know, like you're a model, you're a coach, you're an influencer, you're a like positive speaker, just an overall like badass. Um, Like, can you tell me a little bit about like what led you to where you are? Yeah, so it all started out when I fell into a really deep dip in my mental health and my binge eating and my depression was out of control and I gained about 60 kilos more or less in, it was like half a year, it was it was a really short amount of time and it was it was obviously real a really really difficult time for me um and back then my mental space was a lot more, i've grown a lot mentally since then let's just say that and so at the time um i basically was in such a deep depression and suicidal that it was like i'm going to either end my life or i'm going to start my life and i decided to start my life pretty much and 
it was a lot of trial and error to get to the point where I am at now. But I can like finally say that I'm just so content and happy with life. And I think for me, it came from understanding how to build up every pillar of my life because all of the pillars were lacking. Um, And since working on all the pillars and just really reflecting on my life, I've been able to really change my mindset and in turn, like my physical reality has changed as well. And all of those pillars are, you know, where I want them, family and friends and job and lifestyle and things like that. So um, not long after I gained the weight and I decided to change my life, I was gifted with a friend who introduced, who introduced me to entrepreneurship. And that was a massive step in my journey because it allowed me to find my passion. And I started blogging on Instagram and just sharing my story. And for me, that was like the first step in the door in entrepreneurship and a massive part in my journey because for me, my nine to fives deeply unfulfilled me. Like some people are like, eh, nine to five. I'm like, it's deeply unfulfilled me. And I I just really was never happy in a nine to five. I would be excited to start a job. And then uh, like as soon as, you know, a couple of months would go by, I would be deeply, deeply, deeply depressed and unhappy and lonely and just very, very unfulfilled. And um, I, I just, it was something that I never thought I could change. And, you know, realizing that I could change it and stepping into entrepreneurship and um, doing things like starting a social media agency. And now I am a coach that help other women like achieve their dreams and their goals and get over their mental health demons is, is just like, I'm just beyond grateful because this is what I would be doing if I wasn't getting paid. Yeah. I just think that's, I well, I mean, the, first of all, I think that it's incredible that you're sharing your story so much because so I know personally, I can resonate with it. And I know so many other men and women who can resonate with it. Like mental health needs to be talked about more. There's no question. We are, there are so many people suffering from it. And I know I can say this only for myself, but um, my biggest thing with when I was at the peak of my depression is I also gained a ton of weight, which really does affect how you live your life and I would love to say that, like, of mm. course, it never, like, stopped me from doing anything. But, like, of course, it does. It makes you reexamine everything. And I think the fact that you use this or, sorry, use that time in your life as, like, a, a catapult to, like you said, either, you know, sort of stop living or really living. And then you've turned it into something so beautiful is so incredible. And it's just very powerful to know that we have that within ourselves when we're ready to, like, take back and take control. Yeah, and I honestly never would have imagined that I would have been gotten to where I am today, today and because I didn't believe in myself. And honest to God, I never in my entire life would have ever, ever, ever thought that I would be happy at my biggest weight, that out of my entire life I spent a lot of time trying to find happiness and I thought if I lost weight I would be happy um, and I never would have thought that at my biggest weight, I would have found happiness because I found that I, I realized that the happiness came from within and your weight does not matter. Exactly. Like, I mean, I think that's, that's, pers- that's something I'm trying to learn right now. And that's something that I think we all, you know, it's like, it's something that you hear, but to actually understand it is totally different. Um, so I'm curious to know, like, what, 
obviously when you gained the the weight initially, especially since you did say it happened in such a short amount of time, like was that an easy thing for you to sort of understand or were you just sort of kind of mad at the world that it was happening and didn't really mean know where to go from there like initially when it when you first had gained the weight so my weight had yo-yoed a lot um but I had never been like gotten to the size that I at that I reach um so because of my past body image issues and food relationship issues I'd always talked down on myself and also a lot of people like close friends and family had talked down on me for my entire life so for me it was very normal to abuse myself because people had always treated me like that in my my close family um and so I had always treated myself like basically abused myself like if this was like a, a, a relationship with somebody else like they would be calling the police for emotional abuse and I think it finally caught up with me and like I always say that gaining the weight was the best thing that ever happened to me because it was a massive like not even a slap in the face like it was just like a slap in the face and like a like chucking me in like a cold ocean and like dipping me in fire it was like a massive just a massive wake-up call for massive massive reflection um because I had always talked down on myself things like you're so fat, you're disgusting, you can't stop eating, you're never going to be happy. And that's just the, some of the nicer things. And it just caught up on me and I've realized the power of the mind since, you know, this realization after going through, you know, what at the time was the worst thing of my life. But now it's it was such a blessing because it taught me the lessons I needed to really find inner happiness. Um and at the time going through it, uh, it was it was really similar to my journey throughout my whole life with yo-yo dieting and binge eating and depression where it was trying to lose weight. Um, like, you know, I was like, I have to stop this. I need to lose weight. I need to go on a diet. I was like, I'm starting a juice diet. I'd go out and I'd buy all this fruit and veg for my juice diet and I'd do it for like half a day. <laughs> And then give in and it was like there were moments during this this massive binge when I gained all this weight where I was trying to lose weight. Um, and, you know, later I learned that it was not just down to weight loss, it was down to lifestyle and fulfilment levels and having good people in your life and so many other things, which I, I'm glad I understand now because I'm now, you know, really, you know, just on a journey to food freedom where every single day I'm getting closer to food freedom. And it's, it's such an interesting journey to, to learn what it's, what it takes to, you know, get past a life because I've binged and had, you know, body image and emotional eating problems from a very, very young age, probably as young as a toddler, to now start exploring and seeing what's working, what's not working and what factors come into play with all of these things because it's such a complicated thing. So it's been a very interesting journey. And so, yeah, back to the question, during during the time it was really just me repeating my patterns of, I just didn't know how to cope with the emotional eating and I would, you know, think to myself, I need to go on a diet. And that was really how I coped with it. And, but then I would, you know, just go straight back to giving up and really just denial about what I was doing and going ahead and just eating and eating and eating for weeks or months on ends before, you know, hitting another snap and wanting to go on a diet. And I would go and, you know, 
whatever it was, buy this stuff for juicing or to do something. I, I watched, you know, um, some guy who did like 28 days of juicing and lost 20 kilos. And I'm like, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to lose this 20 kilos. And that was my mindset back then at the time. And, you know, really a big part of my journey is, is learning why everything I've ever done in the past didn't work. Yeah. I think that's so powerful because like you're saying, we, a lot of us have struggled with this for so long and it's, it's so easy to kind of be our, our own worst enemies. And the, the fact that, like you said, you know, about how, if you were in a relationship with someone else, like this would have been like an emotional, like a clear emotional abuse, but because you're saying it to yourself or because you're saying it inside, it's just, it's almost as like allowed in this horrible way. Like people are used to like, you, I'm, I don't think I'm explaining myself very well, but like, I know I am, I'm, I'm so mean to myself when it comes to, uh, when it comes to the way that I look or like the way that I eat and some of my habits. And I would never in a million years say some of the things that I say to myself to anybody else, I would never even fathom, you know, put like expressing them out of my mouth towards someone else. But for some reason I can totally tell myself that. So for you to be able Mm. to take that sort of, and, and your, your, your situation might not be like as extreme as if you're like that mean to yourself, but, um, to be able to take that and use your power within to kind of shift almost to shift your desire from wanting to be skinny to wanting to be happy is so, so beautiful. Like, I just think that that is the coolest thing because otherwise you're going to like, it would just be like a never ending hamster wheel of wanting to, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, that was my life. Yeah. That was my life. It's a rut and a never-ending hamster wheel that a lot of people are stuck on. Yeah, I know I'm stuck on it still. I mean, I am learning and I'm very lucky for a platform like this to be able to speak to other people and learn things. But yeah, I want to be skinny and I don't feel like I'm going to be my happiest self until I lose a bunch of weight. But when I think about it, my personally, my habit is emotional eating and it like i don't give myself the chance to actually understand where like why am i so dependent on food like why am i so unhappy that i feel that i need to reach for food and maybe if i start figuring that stuff out you know like it's gonna, it's going to mean that i eat less and it's going to heal my relationship with food and it's all those things but it's just so much easier to be like no i have to go on a diet and but like no we all i think we all definitely need to look more internally and see what it is that's causing us to either want to eat poorly or to be so cruel to ourselves or, you know, what are we lacking in our lives that we're hoping is going to be made up for when we're actually skinny. And I think that these, these things are changing because these are the foundational, this is the societal norm, um, you know, just dating back and it's just how society has been built where this is, how we think things are fixed. And now as we're getting more educated to these issues, I think that these mindsets are going to change. And, you know, as, you know, young girls and boys, we are, you know, especially I think a lot of especially young girls are hitting the age of their early teens and then they're resorting to diets and developing eating disorders and developing disordered eating And I, and, but that's because of what the societal norms are. And I think that what's going to change is it's going to, 
go from and what it probably still is right now, and I know it was for me, um, I'm fat, so I'm unhappy, so I need to go on a diet. And the thing is that doesn't solve the problem. And so as we are more educated going into the future, what it's going to be is we're going to understand how to solve the problem, which is, you know, rather than that, you know, that child thinking about these surface level things that aren't going to solve the problem, they're going to understand how to solve the problem, which is really working on their entire life and finding happiness within. And then weight loss comes as a final step. I hope, yeah, I I believe that to be true. And I hope that that is where we're headed. I mean, this week, of course, in the headlines, you know, there's been like the Weight Watchers for Kids, which is so awful. But I do really believe that we have this shift going on where people are talking about it more. People are more aware. And it's all about educating ourselves more to what the root causes are. And that I think that could be said for, you know, diets and mental health issues, because for a lot of people, it's like, oh, well, they're just depressed, like give them, you know, a, a pill or whatever and make them feel better. But if if people are more open to it or they have the availability to the opportunities, if you can start talking to people and kind of understand what the root cause of it is, we're only going to be able to heal ourselves more, which is just, I think, such a key part in our overall health. Yeah, and it's like the chicken and the egg when it comes to this, these types of situations with weight and mental health. A lot of the time they're very intertwined and when we go to work on the weight first, it then exaggerates the mental health issues and then you've got then the chicken and the egg scenario where the I want to be happy and I want to lose weight and they're trying to lose weight and it's not, it just never works. It's all about, yeah. And it's just such a vicious cycle. Like I won't be happy until I lose weight and, but I'm not happy because I won't lose weight. And it's just like, Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. And we're getting smarter than this and we're going to, you know, it's not going to be the norm anymore. And that's not going to be the default setting for people. Thank gosh, because this has been the default setting for a very long time. And I know that a lot of people are and especially young women are wasting their lives trapped in this this self-inflicted jail yeah I think that's an incredible way to put it and I mean like I keep referring to myself but I can obviously only say like personal experiences I'm 26 years old and I have shut myself off to dating for the last few years because I have been so self-conscious and I mean I'm fine I'm totally like an independent woman love my life it's great But like, yes, I'd like a partner to share it with. And I often feel like I am wasting my life by being so concerned about what other people think of me instead of just being who I am and opening myself up to new people and to new opportunities. And it's it's a hard reality to grasp because I feel a lot of shame about it. But then I also think, okay, well, at least you've acknowledged that now. Like, let's, you know, let's change it. So it's, it's this weird, like fork in the road where I'm like, oh, I kind of hate that I've been this way, but maybe I can change it and become a better version of myself now. But it it is overwhelming too to kind of acknowledge such a thing. Yeah. And I struggled with the same um, situation with dating and my body Um, from a young age. Like I would have crushes on guys, but I wouldn't let them go anywhere near me. And they liked me too. And I wouldn't, they would, they would think I was basically insane because 
I was all available, but when it came to my body, it was like I was deflecting them like with superpowers. I was like, be gone, just boom, get out, get out, don't come near me. It was, <laughs> and they they probably, you know, thought that I didn't like them. Yeah. Um, but actually it came down to me and what I and, and I still did date here and there, but those those there was definitely massive issues with that at my self-worth. I never thought I was good enough for anybody. And yeah when I gained the weight and when it came to guys, I thought, Oh yeah, cool. So I'm just off the board now. Like nobody's going to come anywhere near me. And it was so, so surprising that many guys were so totally interested in me. And it's, you know, there are some guys don't like bigger girls and that's fine. Some girls don't like bigger guys. Some people like peaches, some people like bananas. That's just how it is. And when I gained the weight, there were plenty of guys who were interested in me and it was really, really great um, to to see that and understand that a lot of the thoughts I were having were just not true. It makes, it makes sense though, because I can, yeah, I'm trying to see how I want to say this, but I have, no, I see like bigger women, you, and I want even yourself for an example, and you, you ooze this like total beauty and confidence and power that I just think is incredible. And I, I think to myself, fuck, yeah, they can get any anyone they want, they can do anything they want, because they've owned who they are, and they love themselves. And then I look at myself, and I'm like, "Mm, we're not there yet. So like, I, it's, I I feel lucky that I'm no longer in a place where I like hate myself and I feel that I have no self-worth or anything, but I also know that I'm not exactly where I need to be to put myself out there towards people, especially in this like day and age with, um, you know, like online dating is so shallow because it's like based on like, if we use Tinder as an example, it's like straight up photos, you know, like I just, that terrifies Mm. me to put myself out there is for someone to literally just acknowledge myself based on the way that I look. Super shallow, yeah. And like, yeah, I, I mean, that's like a totally different topic. I could go on and on about that. But I just think that it's it going back to what we were saying earlier, like to find acceptance within your body is the most, I think it's the most, probably the most challenging thing, especially when you were, you know, especially if you've been somebody that struggled with weight gain or um, kind of, or like yourself, somebody who gained a lot quickly, um, it it's it's going to be really hard to get there. But once you're there, like you are in control. It's really, really, really fucking hard with stuff like this where we, when we get to the point where we actually know what our issue is, the hardest thing is going in and working on it because it's so hard and it's also kind of boring and real deep it's like a chore to go and work on it and I did this for so long with my self-love and my self-worth and my binge eating I was like self-love self-worth boring I want to work on that and binge eating it was like I don't want to go diary about fucking emotions and eating and like what a chore like and I've always been this way I'm I'm very passionate so when I'm passionate about things I want to go and do that and like I don't want to do chores and was really, really hard for me to step past my ego and work on what I needed to find inner happiness and inner fulfillment and get past issues that were holding me back. And um, 
yeah, it's, it's something that is so important for us to push past and um, get to the point where we're ready to actually make progress in these areas because your life's going to change dramatically when you do, especially when you see reoccurring, reoccurring patterns like binge eating or dating, not wanting to date, um, and, and reoccurring feelings about it where late at night it's like, oh, I wish I had somebody next to me or late at night, like I wish I stopped binging. These massive reoccurring patterns that are, they, they don't seem from your perspective like a massive thing, but I can guarantee somebody else looking on is going to be able to register and see that this is a massive issue. Um, and that is, we, we, we are in denial to ourselves. So seeing it is a ma- it, that it is the issue that it is and to actually go and work on it is so important. I totally agree. I also think acknowledging the way that we actually feel instead of running away from our problems, which is so much easier and what we all want to be doing is the only way to actually heal. Cause otherwise you're just putting a bandaid on it or you're distracting yourself by something else. You really yes. need to like get into the grid of it and see what's wrong with it. Yes. Um, so true. Can I, I just want to ask you just because we seem to be on the same page for a lot of things. I'm curious about your thoughts or if you experienced a lot of shame, was that something that came up for you when you gained weight or when you were going through this struggle or was it just a bit more like, you know, like body issues or, frustration with yourself no definitely a lot of shame so actually before I started my blog I literally nobody knew that I gained weight I would if I had to leave my house I would like wear a hat and sunnies and not look up I didn't want anybody to recognize me I would call up sick to family weddings like I did not want to go I didn't want anybody to know I I lost I gained weight in my head I was going to lose the weight before I ever anybody ever saw me and um there was a pivotal moment where I as starting this journey to really realizing the importance of building up all pillars of my life. I knew I had to stop being a hermit. I had turned myself into a hermit. I literally didn't leave the house. I didn't have friends. I, all I did was really eat and watch TV and work. And like, that was it. And I decided to like leave my comfort zone and I joined like a local Facebook group. Um, well, it wasn't a local Facebook group. It was a group called Girls Love Travel and a bunch of us who loved travel, I love traveling, got together and like did like a wine tour and it ended up being such a beautiful day with such like-minded girls and I was sharing my story and they were encouraging me to start a blog because I told them like this is the first time I've left the house, I'm embarrassed to see anybody, I've never shared my story and they were encouraging me to start a blog and something massive happened that day. Um, I was lining up at the bar and got a tap on the shoulder, turned around the bitchy girls from high school. Sorry if you're listening, (laughs) you kind of were. And it was my worst nightmare. My heart dropped, um, as I was turning around and as I saw who they were, it was like, just everything stopped and went slow and I could hear my heart beating and it was like, no. Oh, I can only imagine. <laughs> First nightmare. Like it, it was like I had just woken up a beast and I was hiding from everybody and I didn't want anybody to see me. And then the one day where I've emerged into the world, there's a whole table of kids from like that I went to high school with. And she was just all, you know, it was all just normal and small talk and things like that. And 
I went back to the table and I said, oh my gosh, guys, you'll never believe. Cause I had just told them about my story of me hiding and never wanting to see anyone. I said, and I told them the story. I said, you'll never guess what happened. Bloody a girl from high school just like tapped on my shoulder. And I said, I feel so free now. I feel like it was all in my head, everything I've been hiding and all of this shame. And I went home that day and I um, actually made friends with a um, business coach. And she said, you need to, you're an entrepreneur, you need to start businesses and you need to start a blog. And I was like, no, 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 that's no, I don't know how to do that. And it started, once I get an idea, I, I'm like so set on it. And I so wanted to do it, but I could not bring myself to do it because of the shame and what people and, and thinking about what people would think of me and all of those limiting beliefs like, oh, no one's going to care what I think and all oh, blah, 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 blah. I, wrote, I went home and I wrote a list of everybody who I think of when I think people are going to care, like I care what people think or people are going to think this about me or just caring what people think in general. And I wrote down the names of everybody, like past people I've worked with, people I went to school with, old friends, da ba da ba da ba family. I wrote down the whole list and I went, none of these people mean anything to me because they're not my people. They're not the people that I choose to surround myself with now. And I don't really give a shit what they think. And I you know, it took me a few more days of building up the courage, but I went and started my blog and I called it like coming out of the closet because that's how it felt for me. It was such a massive thing. And I've come so, so far. I initially started the blog as a weight loss blog and quickly, you know, it's, it's so interesting because a lot of the people that follow me have come along on my journey, um, which started off as a weight loss blog and, and blossomed into what it is now, which is just me really sharing my journey to happiness and all of the different branches that come along with that. And starting off it off as a weight loss blog, I, I was suffering so badly with my um, mental health and my um, it disordered eating that I wasn't losing weight. I was starving myself to get weight loss and things like this. And I knew that it wasn't right. And this was, you know, early on in my journey. And, and I've, I've learned to, you know, really listen to what I'm doing, look at what I'm doing and realize this isn't who I want to be. And that's what I decided. I don't want to starve myself to get some weight loss so I can post it on Instagram. I said, no, I want to find my happiness within. And it was really from that point that I switched it up to self-love and share, sharing about my journey to finding happiness from within. And I'm, I, it's honestly one of the things I'm most proud of in myself to have found self-love and or, or for me, there's so many branches that come down to loving yourself after a lifetime of hating myself and hating my body and hating my life and, and suffering with so much mental, so many mental health issues. I'm just so proud of the person that I am. And for me to proudly say that I am happy is something that I never would have thought that I'd be able to say. So I'm very proud of that. I think you should be. I think that that's so incredible. And I know for myself that just to be able to say authentically, truly mean it with every fiber of my being, I am happy is when you are suffering from mental illness, it seems so far away. And to be able to say that now, mm. I agree with you. It's such an incredible feeling. And um, I just want to yes. take a minute and say thank you to you and for all the women like you who are on social media and just being honest about these journeys, because it's so much more important and so 
it's just so it's just real and it's beautiful and it's what we all need to see instead of, you know, like I'm sure that you would have probably reached a few people if you'd gone down the route of just trying to lose weight, but to show the honesty and the truth behind your journey is just really, really beautiful. So thank you. And thank you for letting us be a part of it so that we can like learn from you. Cause it's really special to be able to do that. Oh, thank you. That means a lot because it's definitely, it's, it's hard at times, but for me, it's, it helps me grow too. And something I mentioned before was actually going through the hard work. And my blog has allowed me to do that because when I have people messaging me about their their problems and what they're going through, and it just pushes me more to be the leader in this space and actually being a leader as, as a blogger and really pushing myself to to, to share about my journey has massively catapulted me forward in my own journey. So thank you so much for those kind words. Um, cause it really, you know, is a big part of why I do what I do, but I'm also a massive part of it is I do it for myself because it catapults me forward massively. I, yeah, I completely agree. Like, I mean, I started this podcast or journey, whatever I'm, I've yet to decide what exactly I'm calling it for completely selfish reasons. And if I, you know, friends or strangers have messaged me and been like, oh, I really appreciate what you said, or thanks for talking about this. I'm like, you're welcome. But like, I swear I did it for myself, but cool. Now that I know that I can help other people, I just want to make it like the best platform I can. And I just want to continue to be honest. Um, So I just think it's really cool that we've been able to find that and we're able to just like be ourselves and like move forward as like happy, healthy humans. It's really special. I just like love, I live for this shit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love it. Um, so if you don't mind me asking, I'd love to learn a little bit more about your recovery from binge eating um, because I can only imagine like that must have been or probably still is a little bit of a struggle. Like I probably is going to be a little bit of a journey forever. Um, did you seek professional help or was it totally just like you knew you needed to make a change and you went for it? I have done a lot of the work myself and I have started seeking some professional help and also I'm part of a um, group which is called the Food Freedom Sisterhood, which has been a massive, massive help for really keeping me accountable to the journey and not falling off into the denial of just continuing with binge eating without working on it. And so it's helped me progress a lot. And um, it's it's a very, I think it's a very personal journey for everybody, but like what's most important is to feel like you're making progress. And I think that is the most important journey when it comes to disordered eating, because like you said there, I think even when you are, you know, at the point where you're pretty much recovered, there's still going to be little flare ups. So I think, um, really just ongoing progress is what's most important. Um, and, you know, really joining a group such as Food Freedom Sisterhood or something like that is going to be massively, massively helpful for you um, and allow you not to run away from your problems as well because you've committed to solving these these problems within yourself. Absolutely. I agree. I think I think people should seek as much support as they can in every aspect, but I think food is specifically, it's like, it seems to affect a lot more people than we think. And I think that that's really cool that you've had that ability and that platform to, to be able to, you know, 
like literally have a sisterhood around it. It's it's really special. <laughs> yeah, and um, the, it also has like trainings and can reach out to the coach in the group and it's just so so helpful and especially um with me about to go through weight loss surgery it's I feel so so supported on my journey to because really for me the surgery is about me helping me towards food freedom um and so it's so so helpful to have the food freedom sisterhood there by my side throughout this journey like I I it's a massive part of me my journey to food freedom and this surgery is having them there to support me and teach me and guide me so I can you know reach my goals and not run away from them absolutely um do you mind telling me a little bit about this surgery I saw obviously I saw the the big announcement on your Instagram um was I'm obviously it's a life-changing surgery I don't think that you walked into this lightly but um has this been something that you've been like considering for a while or like what kind of led you to make the final decision to do so? So when I first gained the weight, it was the first thing I went and looked at was this surgery. And I decided against it because I, at this point, I was realizing that I really needed to listen to my intuition and what was right. Um, and it's something that I've always pushed past in the past and just pushed past my intuition and barged on through like, now nah, we're going to do this. And you know, it's wrong. And then afterwards your intuition is saying, I told you so. And I knew it was wrong. Um, because I knew that I had so much inner work to work on. And I, I knew that in the past, even when I was thin, I wasn't happy because I thought I had to lose weight and I was a healthy weight. And I knew that my problem was my mental health and my binge eating. So in the, so basically I, I pretty much gave up on that idea, although it was always in the back of my head. Um, and I think for me it was just I, I kind of abandoned any weight loss ideas um, uh, after starting my blog and real, and listening to my intuition and knowing again, I, I had that intuition, intuitive feeling saying you need to work on yourself and your mental health and your happiness. And I've kind of gone and done that now and it feels so great. And this is the next step in my journey. Um, and a lot of it, to, there's, there's just so many factors that come down to the decision. Um, I would say the biggest factor is that I'm recovering from like a long-term back injury and losing weight is going to massively help my recovery. Um, and also I'm a very, very active person. Um, so it's been a massive mental health struggle with my injury to my back and also my size because, okay, just for example, yesterday I was playing with my friend's kids. They're basically like my best friends. They're four and five and I'm just a very active person. I love kids and I was well playing and I squatted down to do something and I like pulled my calf and it's just, you know, the weight is, you know, it is holding me back and it's, it's an extra weight on me that's holding me back, especially as an active person. Um, and it's just those little things, um, like that, you know, that I, I want to go and live my best life. I think that's amazing. And what I think is actually really cool is that you're having this kind of conversation because I know for a lot of 
you know, influencers or plus size models or, you know, celebrities, whatever, they almost get shamed for wanting to lose the weight. It's like, well, you promote all this body positivity. Why are you doing that? But it's important to remember that. I've been massively shamed since announcing it. Yeah, massively. But this is your journey. This is your body. Like you should be allowed to want to be your healthiest self. And it's just insane to me that anybody would do that. Well, it's not insane to me because do you know what? Like for me, all I focus on is about the people that I vibe with. And for me, they are people that have the same values as me. And also they are the people that uh, love me for who I am. And they know me so well that they just understand me. And anybody who is shaming me or I don't align with, I'm... I, I, I have no anger towards them and I just I'm not interested in being a part of their life at all. That's so like evolved. <laughs> yeah, for me it just does not bother me. I just you know, obviously when you first, you know, you if I read the comments or read the messages and I see that, um, I'll usually I just respond with kindness. Um and you know, something simple, not argumentative, just a simple, simple reply. Um, I don't need to explain myself to anybody because I don't have to do that to my loved ones. They just understand me and I don't have to explain myself. So I feel no need to explain myself to people that don't get me. Yeah. Yeah. If they want to get me, like they can go ahead and try, but I'm not going to go ahead and try and get them to get me. Yeah. What a waste of time. (laughs) That's not my job. And yeah, and a lot of people really care what people think. A lot of people care what people think. And once you start focusing on the loved ones in your life and not the people you have on social media or those people from high school or your old job or your job now or whoever, and you start focusing on the people who you love and who love you no matter what and understand you, you're going to then be able to step into your best self and make the best decisions for yourself and put all your energy into your yourself and your loved ones. And that's what I focus on. That's, that's very, that's amazing because I know I just, just even, you know, the backlash or backlash, sorry, of what of you announcing the surgery, I would only imagine that there definitely would be some negative comments, but like even just, just be yourself every day on Instagram. I just think it that you have to have that mindset because there are some people that just like prefer to bring other people down and that's unfortunate. And I think that they might maybe be suffering a little bit themselves. Oh, not a little bit. They're definitely suffering themselves. And that's all I think. I just feel sorry for them and, and, you know, it's up to them to go and find their own happiness. And, you know, just cause they're um, venting that onto other people, it does not bother me at all because hurt people hurt people. And, I used to be hurt and I used to hurt a fucking lot of people. And some of the stories that if you ever heard about the things I've done in my past, you would be shocked because that's just not who I am anymore. And I just feel no anger towards these people and I just let them go on their way and they can just go on their way. And that's just it. That's yeah, that's what we should all strive for, I think. Um, Let me ask you, did you um, did your group like the people around you, did they change? When you gained the weight, did you find that like some friends were kind of cruel to you and you couldn't be friends with them anymore? 
or did everyone sort of adapt positively? To you? I didn't have a group. Okay. <laughs> had no friends. I had like hermited myself, gaining the weight. Um, I did not have a group, and the only people I had around me were the negative people in my life, which was basically my entire life. Um, and ever since then, I've completely all of those people are no longer in my life. Some of them are family and sometimes I do have to see them, but to me they are not a part of my life and I have no interest in having conversations with them, negative conversations as always with negative people. I have no interest in that. It's a hi, how are you um, and moving on and that's it because, some, you know, sometimes you have these commitments you have to stick with um, and everybody else, I only allow positive people who get me and who I get them and who uplift each other and have the same values into my life. And that's just it. And when people have like 20 friends, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even have that many friends. <laughs> um, it's because, you know, it, and it's so funny because I'm almost like gathering, like I just keep gathering all these amazing people into my life as I'm going. And it's really, really inspiring for me because I went my whole life struggling with friendship because, and now I've, I've just had massive breakthroughs in the past few years. And now I know what I'm looking for in friendships and I think more than anything, I know who I am. And that's massively helped me when it comes to friendships and the people in my life are just my people and it, it, it I've never been so fulfilled because I've never had that and it's a massive fulfilling part of my life right now and um I still see a lot of people don't bother with letting go of negative people in their life um and you know that's part of their journey but for me I like to the point where I can I can't even really have people in my life who have negative people in their life because that's how much it affects me. Like I'm very, very sensitive to negative energy and all I surround myself with is the positive people and um, energy transfers. So if, if you have a friend that has, say, for example, a really difficult negative relationship that they're in, um, you know, I'm you know, obviously unless they're in some way trying to get out of that relationship or things like that, um, I, I am not interested in being their friend and that sometimes might be for the time being why they work that while they work that out themselves um, or just that's you know the end of the friendship that that's as far um, yeah I, I definitely because that negative energy is going to transfer into your life if you allow it to and it's all about you setting your boundaries and allowing yourself to have the best life I completely agree. I think that that's something I'm definitely acknowledging within myself. Like, I don't want to say quality over quantity, because I don't think that like, you know, people are, are awful or anything, but like energy quality over quantity, for sure. Um, do you find that you feel the same way about like, um, tasks and things in, in your life? Like, are you focusing on like the things that basically just like fill you up and like make you feel really positive all the time? Yes, definitely. So don't do things that don't make you feel happy. Um, obviously, we have to do things sometimes that don't make us feel happy, but you have to use your intuition. And so, for example, if you're working a job and it doesn't make you feel happy, you don't have to do that. You can do something else to, to achieve the goal that you think you need to stay there for. Oh, I can't quit my job because I need the money. Get another job. Um I um, really hate cleaning because it hurts my back. Get a cleaner. Um, and 
bring joy into your life. Your life should be joyous every moment from the day you work, wake up to the day you go to bed. Obviously, there are downs in life and that is a massive, important part of life. But where possible, all of the moments in your life should be joyous. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely, completely, completely agree. And I think what's important to say is that it doesn't have to be so extreme either. Because like you're saying, you know, if you don't love your job, you don't have to quit and never work a nine to five again and become an entrepreneur. You can just get a different job. You can avoid the tasks that you hate the most, like cleaning, and instead hire a cleaner. You can, you know, you there's small shifts that we can all make to just bring more joy into our lives, which will inevitably just make us healthier, happier humans. And I think that that's a really important thing for people to acknowledge that they have the power to make those changes within themselves and also to ensure that they're making the effort to like implement them into their lives. I think I lost you a little bit there, but I heard you saying that it doesn't have to be a massive thing. And it's so true that it's just a um, little, uh, it's not going to happen overnight. It took me years and years and years to get to this point. And I was very, very impatient at the start. And I'm, I'm still impatient now. I'm a pretty impatient person. So I still have massive goals that I'm like, I want it now, but um, it's not going to happen now. And that's okay. And just knowing that if you don't take action, you're still going to be in the same place that you are now a few years down the track. So it's worth putting in the effort, taking those little tiny baby steps and changing your entire life. And that can happen easily within a, a year or a couple of years. Yeah, I know. You see a lot of those quotes on like Instagram and stuff that it's like, you know, in six months from now, you'll appreciate where like the, you'll appreciate that you made that change. And it's so true because it seems so overwhelming and so daunting in the moment but if you just start making these small shifts, like there's no question that in time, everything is going to like start to change and fall into place for you positively. So true. So true. I think that's really cool. I like, I just, yeah, I just love having these conversations because I know it like inspires me to remember that these are the things that I need to be doing. But I also just think that we need to be telling more people this, like, it just makes me so sad to think that somebody doesn't know that they have this power within them. I just want, I just hope that everyone understands that they really do have this ability within themselves. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of people sit with that. I know I used to sit with that and it's a massive thing to realize and implement into your life. Yeah. Um, I, I also really love the, what you said earlier about writing a list of, you know, the people that you're kind of worried about what they think about you. I think putting that on paper and realizing that they are not the people that matter is 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 very powerful, but also just like very eye opening. And like I think that would be a really easy tool for some people to use to realize that it it could be as simple as that. Like, who cares what your ex colleague thinks about the way that you look? Like, I know in my head that thought has crossed my mind, but it's so silly that that's what we worry about. Yeah. And you know what, if that list doesn't work, that means that there's probably deeper issues for you to care what these people think about you that still aren't in your life. It's probably deeper issues on top of that. If you, if you look, if you look at that list and you care what these people in your past think about you still, um, I would go ahead and work deeper on those issues, like probably with a coach, if you're unable to do it yourself, but otherwise you can do it yourself if you're capable. And, um, I, I was lucky for me, I, you know, I was mentally prepared to say, to realize that they uh, basically 
aren't my people. And it's a massive thing that I've learned is I'm very peculiar with who I surround myself with and they are not my people and that's it. I, uh, I've definitely realized I have no time for bullshit anymore. Like bullshit people, fake relationships, people that make me feel bad, things that don't make me feel good. I just don't fucking have time for it. Cause like I said before, I wasted way too much time caring way too much what people think. And it held me back from being my happiest self. And I just like, I'm like preach sister about all of this. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. Yes. Awesome. Um, so I would love if you're willing to share this. Um, you posted something on Instagram the other day about, um, I think it was five steps on like how to love your body as it is. Would you mind sharing your ideas with me? Um, yeah, I don't remember <laughs> which post, post that was because I probably just kind of wrote it off the top of my head. Like I usually just have an inspiring thought. Like I'm just like – people really need to know how they love their body and I'll just kind of write it out and post it. Um, so I don't actually remember what the post was or the specific tips. Um, so I don't know. if It doesn't that. have to be anything specific. I would just love it if there's like anything that you do or that you recommend to people just because I think loving your body is so important and it's just, I know it's a thing that we all struggle with so much. So I think if anybody has any tips that can help us to do so, like, let's just learn them all. Yeah. Okay. So to love your body. So your body, your physical being. So one of the biggest tips that I would give is you have to get comfortable with your body because we are brainwashed by the media to think that models are how our bodies should look and not everybody has that body and that's okay. And you need to normalize yourself with how you look. So Put photos up on your wall of you from all angles, the good angles, the bad angles. Follow people on social media who look like you. Whether you're a redhead, you're a bigger girl, a smaller girl, a short girl, a tall girl. Put the photos, um, follow these people, sorry, on social media who flaunt themselves and be, get, get, get normalized with how bodies look and it'll it'll massively shift your perception on how things should look and unfollow people who don't look like you because you know they're going to further feed if you've, you already have problems with loving your body they're going to further feed that thought in your head thinking that you should look like them and so go ahead and and change your environment and normalize yourself with how you look um dance in the mirror naked or with clothes, whatever you like, and and really love yourself, like like you know, sexy dance, whatever dance you want to do to feel good, and do that in the mirror, and really love yourself. That sounds like the scariest thing in the world to me, but I can imagine that there's a power to that for sure. Oh, it's the best! Like, put on your favorite like love song, and just sexy <laughs> dance to yes. it. And yeah, I love it. I always do it, like because I always put on music in the shower. Um, um and yeah I'm always like before I jump in the shower I'm always sidetracked like just dancing to myself naked in the mirror and you know just loving loving myself and I think you know you've it's it's all it's all it's you've got to re-brainwash yourself because we've been brainwashed to thinking that we should look like models and um like 95% of people do not look like that and men when it comes to dating, men know that 95% of people don't look like that and they're okay with normal women. And we, we are brainwashed to think that men want models. Men are okay with normal women. Like we are okay with normal men that don't look like models. And 
you know, you've, it's, I think as well, when you fall in love with yourself more, it's going to, you know, you're going to be much more attractive being like super confident and just yourself, like your best self, rather than hiding yourself, like, you know, head down, cushions covering you on the couch, wearing massive clothes to try and cover your body, trying to cover your body with your arms, just really, you know, allowing yourself to love yourself is going to be really important, not only for yourself, but attracting, you know, you know, um, the right guy for you or girl. Um, I literally like I am I'm honestly just like tearing up a little bit because I f- you everything that you're saying I think is just it's, it's speaking to me on like a level that I honestly didn't realize that another person could say it so I just feel really really lucky that I've been able to speak with you today to to just know that I'm like not alone in these feelings but also oh, just you're so sweet I'm so glad that it's impacted you like that yeah honestly I just I just think that I'm just so, I know I personally, and I, I probably won't post this as part of the episode, but like, I just, this has been, this, my weight has held me back for so, so long. And I'm just so excited to move forward into a space where I just appreciate my body and I love myself more and I'm just more confident. And like you said, I, I don't want to put a push cushion over my stomach anymore when I sit down. And I don't want to, I don't want to think that I'm any, like I'm, I'm I'm any less than any of the other girls that I hang out with just because I happen to be two sizes bigger than them like that isn't who I am and I just it's just feels really good to be reminded of that so I just genuinely really appreciate talking to you today oh I'm so so glad to have inspired you you know really focus on what you want in life and once you set that focus you can manifest that shit into your life yeah I I do agree with that. Like law of attraction and manifestation and all this stuff is very new to me, but I I am starting to fully like dive into like the Kool-Aid of it all because I don't doubt that like when we put our intentions out there into the universe, like we're we're all good people. Like we we're allowed to want these things and like yeah, it's it's it can happen for you if you make the effort to to do what you need and to ensure that you're letting the right people know about it. And if you think about it enough and all that stuff, I think that it can definitely happen. A hundred percent, not even a maybe it can a hundred percent happen. The only reason it won't happen is if it's not going to make your life better. The universe is always working in your favor. So if you don't get something like a job or whatever it is that you want, it's the universe working in your favor. So the law of attraction is a hundred percent true you've got to put out there what you want so don't sit around abusing yourself because you're going to attract more things like that into your body saying you're fat that's going to you know attract that into your life you know attract what you want into your life I'm healthy I'm beautiful I'm so kind I'm so loving I have such great friends you know the law of attraction is 100% true and I can vouch for that because I lived a life of negativity which attracted massive negativity into my life up and for the first like you know, 20 years of my life. And only in the past few years, I've completely switched my mindset and man- and manifested my dream life and my dream people. That's so cool. And it makes so much sense when you lay it out like that. Because of course, if I'm telling myself that I'm fat and I'm worthless, who of co- if I think that about myself, of course, everyone else is going to too. Like I'm only going to attract like-minded energy and like-minded thoughts. So if I start to put a spin on it and bring more positivity and like happiness into my day, like no question that's going to resonate with other people and just bring more of that in abundance to my life. Yeah. And it's scientific. Yeah. 
It's it's just it's like I do I fully I fully do believe it. I fully believe it happening to other people, but it's just so new age to me sort of that I'm like still weirdly like not willing to dive right into it and then I also totally am. Like I have a vision board on the back of my phone. Have you have you watched The Secret? I have not, which is weird. I don't know why have you I haven't the done secret? that. I'll watch it on Netflix. I I it's been on my list for like a year. I've just never done it. Watch it over and over again. Like have it in the background while you're doing stuff and it will really, really help you create that new mindset of manifesting your dream life. Like, and it works. It's scientific. Yeah. And follow, um, you know, just, just learn about it and understand how to make it work in your life. And like literally anything you want, like every single time I go to the shop, I want my parking spot. And it's the busiest like part at the front of the shops. And I'm like, no, I want my parking spot. I get it every time. That's so cool. I love that so much. Like down from little things like that to massive things, I get pretty much everything I want. And can I ask you like, what tools do you use for manifestation? Do you have a favorite like vision boards or journaling or um, affirmations? I'm always like adjusting and learning, you know, how to implement it into my life. But I definitely have a vision board just it's that will help you be set on what you want and know clearly what you want. Um, And I do a lot of visualization. So physically sitting down, closing my eyes, hearing, tasting, smelling, and really just seeing and visualizing what I want. And that might be me in 20 years or me in 20 days, just exactly what I want, whether it's a short-term goal or a long-term goal, um, and really visualizing what I want and set putting it out there. Um, and then obviously taking actions towards what you want and being clear on what you want and just putting out the positive vibes out there to what you want. Yeah, absolutely. And how do you feel about the comments or not the comments, the, the fact that, you know, we're told to um, step into like uh, that version of ourselves already. Did you have to make changes in that sense that when you started your manifestation journey to be that version of yourself? Yes, and it was at a it was at a peak time in my life where I was very um, falling into unhappiness and depression again, um, which like it wasn't linear my my journey to you know being happy and I still have dips but they are healthy because they allow me to reflect on what needs to change and I was having a dip and I came across manifestation babe and I listened to her podcasts and they basically changed my life and I completely changed my mindset and implemented everything she taught and it's changed everything and you realize all of the negative people around you who hey how are you oh tired like oh my god I hate my job oh okay um, and all of these people in your life and you realize these negative people and you, you feel sorry for them because they'll say things like, I don't have a lot of money for that. And that is a, that is a law of attraction. They are attracting that into their life. And so you, you, you feel, you know, it's, I feel grateful to know that I can control and attract everything I want into my life, like lots of money. And I never have to say that because I want lots of money in my life. Yeah, that's so, it's so true. Cause even like, like, like the comment that you just said, you know, asking someone how they are and then being like, oh, I'm fine. Or like, it's, I'm tired. It's Monday. 
it's like, ugh, I don't want, I don't need your bad vibes. Like, fuck off. <laughs> but it's yeah, so true to yeah, acknowledge exactly. that. Unless it's obviously a friend, yeah, that's like needing yeah. to vent. But I wouldn't surround yeah, myself with a friend that problem. would not. Yeah. And like, so for me, like one of my standards in friendship is my friends are always positive and we, we, we do talk about negatives obviously because it's a normal part of life, but only to come to conclusions and next steps and actions for those things. If I ever had a friend who whinged and didn't want to take my advice or talk about solutions, then I don't want to be their friend because that's just complaining, not interested. Yeah. And again, we just like don't have time for that anymore. I totally get we all have I love by the way your term your term of dips because I think that that's way better than like a bad day. Um but like yeah, we we go through shit and we're allowed to talk about it. That's what friends are for. But there's it's so important to yeah, not complain but instead be like this is what's happening to me and seeing what we can do to change it or grow or learn from it. Like that's what's important. Yes, yeah, so true. Yeah, amazing. Well, I, like I've said it like 4,000 times already, I've just loved, absolutely loved talking to you. Um, I'm so, so, so grateful that you've joined me this morning. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I've loved, loved this, this podcast and thank you again for inviting me. Thank you. My pleasure. Is there anything you want to add before um, I sign off or anything or anything that you want to specifically talk about? Um, Obviously I will make sure that your Instagram and everything is included when I post all about it so people can find you and love on you the way that I have. Um, But um, if there's anything else you want to talk about, let me know. We can dive into that also. Yeah. um, I have so many things I always want to talk about. Um, I've talked about some really, a lot of things I'm passionate about on the episode. So I'll just sign off with my Instagram, which is activewithella.au. Um, so you can go ahead and give me a follow if you're interested in following my journey or learning more about me. Um, and yeah, I hope I can ex- inspire somebody to really live their best life. Well, I, I promise you, and I mean this like sincerely, you've already inspired this one right here. So I just thank you again for being who you are and like putting yourself out there. It's amazing. Oh, that makes me so happy. Honestly, it's just like I... I, I'm already trying to decide what song I'm going to, you know, dance to later on tonight. And I'm like, I just, I just, yeah, I just want to smile more. I just want to bring more joy into my life. And I know a part of that is doing a little bit more work on myself and loving myself more and all that. So I'm like super excited to, to dive into it with some of the inspiration you've brought me today. So thank you. Woo! Yes, queen. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Um, thank, yeah. Just thank you so, so much for joining me. Now, I know that some of you may not have resonated with that conversation as much as I did, but if there's anybody out there that did, I hope that you feel as inspired and as excited as I was to be reminded of our own power and to be reminded of the importance of not giving a fuck what other people think, because that without question is my reminder from this episode. It's so much more important to value what we think as people to be better to ourselves, nicer to ourselves and kinder to ourselves and to no longer abuse ourselves and to abuse our own thoughts. And of course, we can we can care what our friends and our family think, but we also need to remember that if it's a continual negative cycle between you and that other person, sometimes you have to end that relationship and that is okay. Be protective of your energy 
Be wise of who you spend time with and be kind to yourself. There's only one you and you are beautiful and you are wonderful. And I just, I just so hope that you remember that you are so much more than what anyone else thinks of you. And I, I know personally that that is hard to, to believe. You hear it and you want to roll your eyes because trust me, that's literally what I've done a gazillion times. And, um, and I now sound like a hypocrite because I'm really truly learning that that actually is a thing. And it is the most wonderful feeling to actually start believing it and to be feeling that way. So I guarantee you, if I can make this shift, so can you, and your life will be a gazillion times better for it. Now, before I sign off, I do want to just say one quick note. Since recording this episode, Eloise has changed her Instagram handle, so it's no longer active with Ella. It's Eloise.Pascal, but if you're curious or you'd like to find her, I will be tagging her on a post on my Instagram, so you'll be able to find her quite easily anyway. And there you go. As I said at the beginning of the episode, I am just sending you all of the good vibes, the good energy, the love, the happiness, the joy, the peace, and the good health. And I just hope that you all have such a wonderful couple of weeks and I will be in your ear soon. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to learn more or to reach out, you can find us on Instagram at lovemepodcast or visit our website, lovemepodcast.com. If you like what you heard in today's episode, please take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcast, or you can subscribe from whichever streaming service you're listening from. New episodes are available every other Monday. Until then, I'll leave you with the wise words from the mother of all badasses, Jen Sincero. Love yourself while you've still got the chance.